Sepsis, or the infection causing sepsis, starts before a patient goes to the hospital in nearly 87% of cases. Sepsis is a medical emergency. If you or your loved one has an infection that's not getting better or is getting worse, act fast. Get medical care immediately. Ask your healthcare professional, could this infection be leading to sepsis? And if you should go to the emergency room, learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Spider-Woman number one from Marvel Comics. Spider-Woman is back and pulling no punches. Jessica Drew hasn't been feeling like herself lately. She's not a scroll, we promise. When the angry, irritable, and unwell Spider-Woman takes a simple security gig to help get back on her feet, she finds herself besieged by unknown forces out to destroy everything around her. What's wrong with Jessica? Just how did she get this job? And who are these violent lunatics who keep trying to blow her up? Who cares? Or maybe it's who cares. Does Spider-Woman have someone to punch? That's all that matters. An explosive new series that pushes Spider-Woman into new heights of action and adventure in the mad minds at Marvel Comics. This is the Spider-Woman you've been waiting for. Uh, All right, let us talk about Spider-Woman number one. Uh, I guess I haven't been paying attention to Jessica Drew since she was a scroll. That's like 12 years ago. I know, right? So that uh, really tells you where I'm at in my Jessica Drewness and my Spider Womanness. I'm trying to remember. Was she a scroll before like Milo Manara drew her uh, drew her on the cover and got everybody all up in arms? Uh, very briefly before. I want to say we've done something. We did a. I think we did the previous Spider Woman number one where she got her new suit. I didn't do it. I don't think so. On this show, I don't think I don't remember. It seems familiar, but I just that would have been seven or eight years ago at this point, though, too. Yeah, I don't. I I don't remember anything. So she shows up in a new suit and she's bodyguarding stuff because apparently she needs money. I thought she was an Avenger. I thought Avengers got paychecks. She's not an active Avenger. Oh, so only active Avengers get paychecks. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not sure that the current Avengers do either because they're no longer uh, assembled under Tony Stark. They're now working for the Black Panther. So I, mean, I don't know he's... if they get a stipend anymore or, long, or not. I mean, he's from Wakanda. That's like a super rich country in, in the Marvel Universe. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to pay people. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I guess that's he's, how it works. He's a monarch. This. I mean, I guess he's this a is king. a gig, gig economy. And that's what uh, Spider-Woman is working as. So she's basically muscle for hire. In, yeah. in this issue. And so some rich dude, I'm going to say dude, because the other word I want to use, I can't use because there's too many young ears. Dude. It kind of does. It also kind of rhymes with, kind of also rhymes with uh, spaloosh too, right? Mm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, his daughter's having a birthday party, lots of kidnapping attempts. Please come and protect my daughter. Boom, boom, bang, pow, rat-a-tat-tat, splooshy. Let's throw this little nerdy kid into the water. All while yeah. having incredible cramps. <laughs> and while wearing uh, Miles Morales' costume backwards. Yeah, I mean, we, I, this is the first time we're seeing this costume, right? Yes, to my knowledge, okay. this is its first appearance. And then we learn, after we get to the end of the story, we learn why mm-hmm. she took the job, but we also found out that she had to go get a super new super suit 
because uh, she doesn't want to be seen doing muscle work wearing her regular Spider-Woman suit. So she's going to wear a different Spider-Woman suit, which, you know, makes perfect sense. I guess. I don't know that if you're wearing a suit that really lets people know that you're Spider-Woman, but not superhero Spider-Woman, you're still Spider-Woman, right? She's one of like five Spider-Women, though. I mean, Gwen Stacy is Spider-Woman. And I think Maddie Franklin is still around as Spider-Woman. There's a bunch of Spider-Woman characters running around, especially in the wake of Spider-Geddon. She's not the only active Spider-Woman. Okay, so maybe people don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think wearing a skin-tight clothing, some people might notice who's who. Well, I think it's more likely that they would notice her massive, huge head of hair because yeah. Jessica always has this huge mess of black curls and they're very distinctive. So I forgot, I don't have the issue here open in front of me, but when they're mm-hmm. emailing her, do they email her like at spiderwoman at AOL.com or is it Jessica Drew? Do people know that Spider-Woman and Jessica Drew are the same person or does she still Not have a secret identity? Knowledge. Let me double check. It does not tell us. Okay. Uh, presumably, let's see. I mean, she's trying to let people know that, hey, I'm not the Spider-Woman, that's the hero Spider-Woman, so presumably nobody knows her real identity. I think Jessica still has a secret identity, but again, I haven't been paying attention, and she's been through a lot of changes over the last few years, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest, uh, you've got Jessica Drew and Jessica Jones... Two two white women with dark hair drawn by artists however they want to draw them. I always get these two confused, to be honest. Well, the reason for that is that Bendis was actually writing Jessica Drew when he created Jessica Jones. Ah, okay. Jessica Jones was created in part because the things that they wanted to do, uh, Marvel Editorial wasn't going to okay for Jessica Drew. Ah, okay. So yeah. that's how Jessica Jones was created, you know, in her retconned oh, okay. backstory. Well, see, that, see, I learned something today because it really kind of threw me again when it's like, okay, I know they're not the same person, but then she's like, I've been a private investigator. And then it threw me all for a loop again. Yep. And so it's just Jess like, Drew uh, was a private investigator before Jessica Jones ever existed, man. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm man. sure. I'm sure. But it's just like, didn't they both have kids and weren't one of them uh, secretly super scrolls or something? I think that's just Jessica, Jessica Drew's had kids first. Jessica Drew had uh, kids but first. Spider Woman, uh, yeah. Jessica Drew did not have kids first. Jessica Jones had kids first. Okay, which one was the scroll baby? Neither of them had a scroll baby. Well, who am I thinking of that had the scroll baby? There, Remember that one, the a, end of that one episode? The, uh, the, there that was one a issue? big tease about the scroll baby. Yes, but I don't think that the baby was ever a scroll baby. Okay, but uh, Marvel is so confusing, and now we have Empire coming up. <laughs> Empire's yeah, upon us, Matthew. Are you ready for the Empire? Nope. Mm. I'm not ready for the Empire. I'm not ready for the Incoming. I'm not ready for the Outlawed. I'm just not ready. Yeah. So what did you think of, of Spider-Woman number one uh, as far as the art goes? Because I kind of like it. I didn't think it was horrible. I feel like the, the art is successful. Yeah. Um, I feel like the overall take on it. Now, are there two different art teams? No, it just shows just uh, uh, Perez as the as the artist. Okay, because the art in the first portion and uh, the second story, which takes yeah. place two weeks before, feels very different. Now, I'm just looking at the solicitation information. Now, that being said, because there is a definite 
you know, main story done. Mm-hmm. Now you have to scroll past this page of ads. There might be a different uh, art team on that. Let me let me scroll to the end there. It does not identify a separate art team. Carla Pacheco, writer. Perry Perez, artist. Frank okay. Armada, color. Yeah, well, then it's the it's the same. But yeah, I was kind wait, of thrown wait, off, wait, too. Wait. I apologize. You are correct. The second story, new costume, who dis? Yeah. Uh, Carla Pacheco and Paolo Siquera. Okay, so that is a different So it different is artist. a separate artist. I feel yeah. like the second story's art is is uh, better at yeah, least really? in terms of the balance to me. I, I like the I like the main story art. I, the problem that I have with the second story art, the the here's how she got her costume that's full of evil ink or something. Um it just felt a little too uh shiny, I think that's the word I'm going to use. It felt a little slick. Um and not that that's anything wrong with that. It's just that uh, there was a lot of highlights in places where you didn't think there needed to be highlights <laughs> on, on I stuff. I feel like the big splash page of the new costume uh-huh. with the highlights showing her, you know, super taut abs and everything. I feel like that worked. But now that you mentioned, I mean, there are some things where you're seeing some real high contrast and some, you know, reflections where I don't think there would be shiny reflections. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the only thing that kind of was like, uh, okay. And again, maybe that's the maybe that's the nature of her costume because you don't see like, um, uh, what's her name, Ariel? Uh, no, Angela. You don't see her costume in a couple of those shots being uh, super super shiny. But which just is because, weird because her costume is actual gold, golden right? armor. Right. Uh, but, you know, then you see this other stuff and you're like, OK, well, that is super shiny, maybe because that's the material it's made out of. I don't know. I just felt like to me it was a little too slick. Uh, even her hair has some highlights that make her hair seem maybe too shiny than what it is. And it's not just her. It's everybody with the black hair has the super shiny black hair and the costume gets super shiny. I don't know. It could just be that silky spandex uh, look that you see in... Uh, in superhero costumes could be yeah i i feel like overall art wise both teams were pretty solid i mean there are some mm-hmm. differences but there wasn't a huge transition point where i'm like oh my god new art team you guys and i do like the fact that we get to see uh strike force in action because i had not uh, been aware of the strike force book for like the first five issues and then all of a sudden people were like yeah there's this new team and they're sort of kind of avengers i'm like oh that sounds interesting and that's an ongoing book right now or is that a yeah strike force okay. with this this team of blade and angela like, hey. and spider woman and who mm-hmm. else is on there uh blade Loki? wiccan the winter oh, wiccan. soldier okay. uh the son of satan I think he's calling himself Hellstorm now. Uh, Monica Rambo as Spectrum. Spectrum. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it's this was... It's just good a... to see the son of Satan back doing something. Yeah, That's not nice. like uh, what's-his-name uh, uh, that we saw last week in, in Strange Academy with P- Flaming Pumpkinhead guy. Flaming Pumpkinhead Dar- Daryl Mor- Mor- Mormamu or whatever his name was. <laughs> Danny Mormamu. Doug, I don't Doug even Mormamu. remember what his name is. I think it's now. Doug Mormamu. Hi, I'm Doug. Doug Mormamu. <laughs> no, I'm probably more like a like a dude mixed with sploosh kind of name. That's like dude my name's Mormamu. Doug. Doug. Doug hey, Mormamu. How's it going, dudes? My dad was Dormamu, but oh, it's look. totally cool. Oh look, here comes Doug Mormamu again, you guys. My my dad owns the Satan dealership, you guys. <laughs> the Satan dealership. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like if you want a deal, he'll get you the best deal in Southern Cal, dude. <laughs> you just have to sign in blood. There you go. That's right, man. You don't need a soul. And what is a soul, man? I'm like, wow. So back to Spider Woman number one. Uh, yes. I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously, I don't know if. I guess the one thing that kind of sets me back is we don't know who Costume Lady is talking to, right? Uh, but right. I was kind of maybe a little let down that the reason why she's throwing up green uh, snot and the reason why she's having all these uh, these pains and irritability is because someone is controlling her super suit, uh, which, you know, maybe that's something that is revealed later on in another couple of issues, uh, you know, as far as this, it's the suit that's doing it, but kind of giving that reveal a little bit too early kind of makes things feel a little weird um, and maybe a little bit of a letdown, but maybe it's the surprise of who it is, is what we're, we're really concerned about. And then are they, since this is the woman who uh, costumes all supers, do all the supers have these? And is Spider-Woman wearing this new costume all the time? Or is when she's wearing her Spider-Woman costume, is she fine? And then when she's wearing her uh, alt variant cover Spider-Woman costume, is she all of a sudden going, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me? I don't know. And I feel like the reveal uh, that somebody is doing something or monitoring her or whatever with the costume mm-hmm. is actually less a reveal and more of a tease because it doesn't really tell us anything. It's like, ooh, something's up with this new costume, you guys. Well, but it, but it explains why she was all irritable in the in the previous story. Yeah, but I don't think I would call that a reveal. I feel like that's kind of like a complication. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really know anything other than, ooh, something weird is going on. We don't even know for sure that they're manipulating her, just that they're monitoring her. So it also kind of feels know. like it also kind of feels a little bit like not quite, okay, but it also feels a little bit like when Spider Man got his um symbiote suit and how yeah. he wasn't the same Spider Man as when he was wearing his regular costume. That's kind of what that was I, that's the other, years I know, ago, but it's still man. kind of the vibe. Everybody remembers that. So it's just that's also the kind of vibe that I got off of this. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely, uh, it feels like it's in that same vein. My bigger problem is really the fact that the costume just, it, it feels imbalanced and it looks very much like Miles's last two costumes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Miles' Spider-Man. In color. fact, the chest symbol, with the exception of the little uh, yellow Black Widow thing, mm-hmm. the chest symbol on the front of Jessica's costume is really similar to the Spider on the back of Miles's costume. It looks like she's wearing his suit backwards. Well, that's what you get for going to the same costumer. See, the I don't think that's the same costumer. That guy I, I was would like in, to know. Uh, it was uh, in he... Gwenpool, but Big Ronnie, I don't think, is the one who does everybody's. Suit. Oh, okay, okay. I, I would be You're interested of the the DC universe and Paul Gamby. Does he the do... tailor who makes everything? I know that that was kind of established in the Black Lightning TV series, but is that who does it in? The DCU, or is there somebody else that does it? I thought it was somebody else that was Gamby, doing everybody's costumes. Gamby has been in the DCU since 77. In the right, but I didn't know if, if he was the one that outfitted everybody in the comics At or if that was just was. a thing from the TV show. Uh, post-crisis, but pre-Flashpoint, at one point, he was a major source where people could go and get your suit. Ah, okay. And right. I want to say it, at, I can't remember where I read it, but there's a story where uh, Batman goes in to get some special gadgets made and crosses paths with the Riddler, who is picking up his new super suit. But because <laughs> they're they're in the tailor's shop, it's it's hallowed ground. You don't you don't bring the fight to the tailoring shop. So Enigma walks out as Bruce Wayne walks in, and they kind of eyeball each other. 
but yeah, it's I, an interesting. Like to, I, I, I need on. to find that story. I want to read that. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. The, the Riddler is complaining that this costume does not have 100 question marks and that the new costume had better have 100 and he will be counting every one and he will be discounting what he pays you for every missing question mark. And I'm like, yeah, you tell him, Frank Gorshin. <laughs> it was nice. All right. Bottom line for me is I enjoyed Spider-Woman number one. I thought it was enjoyable. I think it has enough of a mystery to um, get me set up. Um, there's not a whole lot of exposition because it is just a bunch of fighty, fighty, fighty throughout the whole issue. I don't know where all of these big muscled goons come from. And I don't know goons if are you're, us, actually. I, I, well, I don't know if you're hiring people, why you would hire people with a specific body build type to be the, to be your crew. It just seemed a little weird in that aspect too, but whatever. It's a lot of uh, explosion. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the first black widow, um, issue that we read from Mark Wade, where it's just a lot of explosions and fightings and all that kind of stuff. It's fine. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I like what's going on here in Spider-Woman. I will read issue number two. I'm not as, as positive on this. I feel like there's a lot of interesting things here and I kind of like the idea in general, but what it plays out to me is a lot of, Oh no, something weird is happening. Oh, am I turning dark and evil? And you kind of, when you lean into that, it feels like Dark Phoenix Part 750,000. It's interesting. There yeah. are things here that I like, and I'm kind of wanting to, you know, see them put Jessica in these new situations and have to deal with Jerry and the kid at home and just trying to balance everything and put it all together. I feel like I like the story. I like the art. I like all the pieces. But overall, maybe because it doesn't really succeed for me as a first issue... I'm a little disappointed by this one. Mm. I don't know. What does Jerry do? Does he just sit at home all day? Yeah, I think he takes care of the kid. He just sits around playing the video games. I think, well, actually, I think now that I think about it, Jerry is the kid, maybe. I don't remember. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Jerry is the kid, and Roger is the guy who, yeah, stays home and takes care her of the kid. Her husband or whoever. Is it her husband? Yeah, or is because it her... the baby... Baby daddy or I don't what? Know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I know that the baby is named after Jerry Conway, who is one of her co-creators. Right. That's what I was trying to remember. But yeah, I don't remember who Roger is. I think he may have been an agent of Hydra. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Spider-Woman number one. And we have you, dear listener, to thank for this because overwhelmingly, you all flooded patreon.com slash major spoilers and let us know that Spider-Woman number one was the book you wanted us to review this week. And you ask, we answer. There you go. That's how simple it is. And best of all, Matthew, it doesn't cost you anything to, uh, to, uh, to, to go and vote. That's true. You can do it right now. If you go to our patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, you'll see the post dueling review for March 25th, 2020. You'll be able to look at a huge list of comics and say, hey, what comics do I want? And if you wonder what that list could be, I think that's where Steven comes. Yeah, in. that's right. Coming out next week from Boom Studios, it's Angel and Spike number 10, Folklords number five, the final issue in that series. Also, the mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 49 and Once in the Future number seven. Over at Dark Horse Comics next week, it is Hidden Society number two, Stranger Things Into the Fire number three, and Tomorrow number two. DC Comics next week has Action Comics 1021. 1021 comics, Matthew. Also, mm, not in a row, though. No, not in a row. But hey, 1,021 comics. Bet they didn't get a world record. Uh, Batgirl number 45 comes out next week. Uh, Batman Superman number eight. DC previews 24. Oh, that's a free thing. Well, some I guess it's not free. 
go ask your comic shop uh, retailer about that it's, if you want to see it. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's really not a thing, but whatever. Also coming out next week, Detective Comics 1021. Oh, right up there with Action Comics. I think they're going to surpass one another here very soon. Uh, Flash 752, Justice League Dark number 21, and Supergirl number 40. In Dynamite Comics uh, category, we have Death to Army of Darkness number 2, Deja Thora's number 4, Killing Red Sonja number 1. Oh, we also have Red Sonja, Vampirella, Betty and Veronica number 10, and Vengeance Vampirella number 5. IDW Publishing next week has Dying is Easy, number four, the penultimate issue there. Ghostbusters, year one, number three of four. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, number 88. And Transformers Galaxies, number six. Oh, I like it when the Andromeda Galaxy unfolds itself and turns into, you know, Optimega Lord Zordman. Actually, the Andromeda Galaxy is the alt mode in its regular form. It's like a cigarette lighter. <laughs> yeah, Pinto. <laughs> Scale makes no sense, man. I know, it's not right. even worth it. Image Comics next week has Crowded number 12, also Heart Attack number 5, uh, On the Stump number 2, and Sex Criminals number 28. Now, is this the first one back in a while, or have they? has this one been back for a this while? This is the third one back. Okay, yeah. third it's, one they back. They are back for their final arc, so. Ooh, things are going to get exciting. Uh, let's see. Marvel Comics, what do we have next week? We have Fantastic Four Marvel's Snapshot number 1. Amazing Spider-Man, number 42. Immortal Hulk, number 33. Uh, Road to Empire, the Kree Scroll War, number one. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number two. I really enjoyed Bounty Hunters, number one. Uh, let's see. Wolverine, number two. And X-Men, Fantastic Four, number three. Those are some of the comics coming out next week from Marvel. In all the rest category, we have Black Gas, number three. Blade Runner 2019, number seven. Uh, Cavewoman, Spellbinder, number one. Let's see, Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror, Season 2, Number 6, the final issue there. Uh, Lady Death, She, Number 2, Lookers, Number 0. Oh, now that one has a bunch of variants. In fact, it has more nude variants than actual covers. It has six regular covers, Matthew. <laughs> and it has seven nude covers. So wait, is one of the covers a nude version of the nude cover? Where she's yeah, like so what skinless? they yeah, it doesn't say. It says Looker's Number Zero Century A variant, right? Fourteen ninety nine uh, for that, and then Looker's okay. Number Zero Century Nude A variant, nineteen ninety nine for those. Century Nude. I know, hundred years. Uh, no Hero Number f- uh, Seven comes out next week. Omni Number Six, Pearls Before Swine trade paperback goes for nineteen ninety nine. Shang Number One. And Super God, number five, Church of the Super God variant for five ninety nine. So there you go. Oh, there that's are my favorite some. favorite April Wine album right there. Yeah. There are some of the comics coming out next week. You can go find that complete list where, Matthew? Patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. That's right. And we will be back next week to figure out what book we're going to read because you're going to vote for it. And maybe next week you will hear Matthew say... Actually, Dell 4 Color Comics ran 1,354 This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.